I'll hail the Hypnotoad. Okay. Hey, this is the Commander Kuko Podcast, episode 227. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan today. We're going to continue our set review for Call Time. We're doing our best of the rest episode. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? We look really bright today. We do look super bright yeah. today because it is one of those days. It's going to be a good day. We got stories to tell. We got people to thank. We got cards to review. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, their source for all your gaming needs. There we go. I fixed us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. And we on the pre-show yesterday's pre-show if you're not watching you fucking should but we talked about uh, what did we talk about we talked about all sorts of shit oh i i got this i got this on the pre-show yesterday we talked about how much dialogue we had before the pre-show <laughs> yeah and yeah, we some, did do that. some of that dialogue was like why the fuck are we even collecting sets like how <sighs> can you be a completionist in 2021 you can't well yeah when you look at some of the rares there's like nine different versions of a single card and yeah. that's only if you count the ones that are like official official if you want ones with stamps and dates and different foils and shit for one fucking card there's like 12 so what did i do i went to fusiongamingonline.com used cco fusion 5 promo code and i bought god dang near every single card from invasion that i was missing <laughs> and i sent them a little note to the vendor i'm like oh sorry there's such a big shopping cart it's all one ofs right because that's all you need for a set and the 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 shopping cart was like a hundred cards long <laughs> <laughs> oh man so you know like oh well i build commander decks all the time somebody has to pull those yeah well there's only like you, you have some of the cards, and you don't order the basics. So when you buy a commander deck, you're only buying, like, what, 40 or 50 cards, if that? Yeah. No, I bought, like, 100 cards from Invasion, and then a bunch of cards from Throne of Eldraine, and then a, a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> so that uh, that CCO Fusion 5 promo code, it was, it was, in handy. It was helping me out, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Maximum, maximum mother-ass value. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, you uh, you opened some some stuff. You had your initial call time yeah. pre-release open. Yeah, I flippy. did my initial open flippy with uh, Fu Lenny and Fu Steven, Von Doom, A Buckley's, and I can't remember the guy's name. Friend of Lenny and Stevens. Oh yeah. Uh, very don't, good. Do, don't feel like you're unmemorable. He just doesn't even remember my fucking name. Yeah, sometimes. I don't remember his last name ever. I forget what his kid's name is. I don't even know if he's married. Forgets where you? I live. <laughs> what? what is this place? <laughs> How did I get here? Are you kidnapping me? Yes. Okay, so anyway, we opened up, I think it was between six and nine packs a piece. And again, we're not a case study. We didn't open enough to really make a any kind of articulate judgment yeah, on what yeah, kind yeah. of stuff you're going to open oh, up. Oh, fuck, look at that. There but we go. <laughs> we, had some good, we opened some good-ass shit. The foiling's nice, with one exception. Oh, yeah? Uh because I think we both said that we thought it was going to look really cool, but at least on cam, Von Doom opened a foil forest, and just with all like the, the like the snow covered one snow with the frosty yeah. text box, and it like with some light on it on the camera, it's just but it just looks washed out. It's yeah, it's just white. Well, fuck, dude, that's accurate. You, well, ever, you ever driven to my house when it's snowing? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 it's it's accurate. But it's one of those times where do you want to be accurate? 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what else is accurate about cold, snowy places like where we live? It sucks. It's, and your face hurts. Yeah. And your scarf freezes to it. You and know what? And boogers coming out of your nose and they freeze to your face. Yeah. And then you forget they're there. And you show up at work and you take your scarf off and you got this huge fucking boog hanging there. And everybody sees it and they go, hey, Brando, you got a big boog on your face. <laughs> hey, Brando, good thing this is radio and not TV. <laughs> right? Not that that's ever happened ever. But you know what? I feel like that's like watching, watching like Lone Star 911 <laughs> with a, with, with like a police officer or a firefighter. Sure. Or, or watching an army movie with somebody's in the army. Yeah. They just fucking rag on like everything that's wrong. Oh, that would never happen. That's oh, not that's not that real. Work. It's like watching uh, Grey's Anatomy with my sister-in-law who's a nurse. <laughs> wow, that, they can't do that. It's like, ah, oh, it's a fucking movie, man. It's a TV show, yeah. yo. So it's the, it's the perfect version. But we did open some neat stuff. The... At least with our little group of people opening packs, we did notice that a lot more gods in showcase than non-showcase, which is great if you like the showcase art for this set. We're going to get into that later in the show. Yep. Uh, we got some some cool-looking foils. We got a Vorinclex in showcase. Oh, Vorny. That was probably the biggest hit that we got. Very cool. For a series of shows that we teased on the oh, pre-show. yeah. Hey, don't let the cat out of the bag yet. It's coming up. I opened one of the cards that we talk about in one of those videos in foil. Very, very cool. I'm looking Ooh, forward to yeah. mutating it into oh, a game wrecking yeah, monstrosity. Yeah. yeah, that's very much and and because it because it becomes something, right? Yes. Yeah, oh, so it's gonna be a nightmare. Th- that'll from all hell. come to fruition. Sh- sh- so, should we get right into that then? Because we already teased it. We've got some other little business that we can do. Maybe just just right after. Yes. Okay. We've been saying for a long time that we we very much appreciate the support of all the patrons over at patreon.com slash CCO podcast. And we had a little goal denoted on their little goal checker thing where, where once we hit a certain number of patrons, we were going to secure an editor. And that editor is going to be CCO Nationalite, Tyler Coates. We've had a lot of dialogue about the kind of video that Brando and I wanted to put together. And we're going to call it CCO Top 5 in 5. And it's not very creative now that I say that out loud because it's exactly what you fucking think. Hey, man, those titles that tell you what you're going to get into is very important. Yeah, yeah. If we had a segment that was called Brando and Ryan have sex with hot women and then we just talk about magic cards, one, we get banned from YouTube immediately, and two, nobody would go go in there and get what they expected to see. Yeah, it'd be a little bit too clickbaity, hey? That's right. Yeah, this, this is not that, thank God. I wonder if you Googled that, what would come up? Ah, Brando and Ryan, not us. Some porn star probably would be having sex with that woman. Yeah. That's probably what would happen. Self-explanatory titles, Ryan. We just talked <laughs> yes, about that. Yes, Literally yes. just talked about it. You know what? What's going to make Top 5 in 5 special is we are going to curate the lists in one and or two ways. Way one is these are going to be Brando curated lists that that him and I come up with a little bit or we're going to take the temperature of the Patreon supporters on the Discord. We've got a couple channels that that we kind of look to for for content suggestions. The, the I guess the 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 mission statement of any one list might come from there or it might come from Brando's idea in his head. And then the other way we're going to do it is just straight up like here's some ethereal idea that that Brando or I have. And he's going to curate a list and the fucking Brando style list that you think that it might be. So it's not just going to be like, oh, top five 
red creatures from 2020 or top five commanders from Kaldheim. No, like that's what everybody else does. And we want to give you something that is informative and magic related, but also entertaining. Yeah, something that's fun or something maybe that you hadn't thought about. Yeah. And, and like everything that we want to do is, is done at an angle from like, how, how can we make it different and entertaining? Right. So that's what these are going to be. And I think the first couple that we've done are, Kind of that, but we're still getting our sea legs under us. And as we do more, as people like them and submit kind of suggestions for lists, they're only going to get better and more fun. And I'm excited to do like a new type of video. And I'm excited to say that like the support that people are providing through Patreon, Patreon allows us to, I got a new light to help us with the green screen editing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, oh, we got some I, new I just beers that are going to look awful on the green oh, screen yeah, editing because yeah. they're the same colors. So big thanks to Dolphin Jesus for those. We're going to put those to great use, yeah, I assume. Yeah, yeah. The, pa the patrons didn't buy the beer. Don't worry about that. But they do help us get an editor. And the editor helps us do some after effects and some little screens and a credit roll to make the videos look a little bit more professional, which, which I think... Professional it, and Brando and Ryan, they go together like <laughs> yeah. peanut butter and literal ass. <laughs> Peanut butter ass. That's what we could. That's well, they what we should have called just, it. They just don't really go together. Well, yeah, I guess we could have said peanut butter in the ass. That would have also been a clickbaity title for this new video series. Yeah. So, but we I don't wouldn't know. do that. Yeah. We, we, we wanted to roll it out there. We want to say thank you. We want to say that we're excited. We want to say that we're looking for some list suggestions because you know we came up with with a bunch or a few, and then it's like I'll bounce one off of you, and it's like I don't know. You'll bounce one off me, and it's like I don't know. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> I think we've got a few okay ones coming, but keep them coming. CCO Podcast, CCO Brando. We'll, uh, we'll work with them or not, or we'll use them as springboards for sure. And yeah. we'll hopefully have some new content coming out there. We're really excited to share it with you guys, and we think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, very much so. You heard the Twitter handles. We talked about Patreon a bunch, but we do have a couple more thank yous to, to, to throw out. Some FUs this time, if uh -oh. you will. And let me tell you, I, I got a story coming up. It's not really a story, but... F okay, anyways. Okay. First, shout out an FU. And this fucking guy wanted to, wanted to make his own ass nickname. Does he not know where he is? He doesn't know that he's in the nation. He doesn't know how you this works. You start in the slums and now we hear. That you're like, this is, this is the Drake version of CCO. Okay. Cameron Deshotel? 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 You, you coming up with anything? Cameron Douche Hotel. Douche Hotel. This is where you go when you need to clean out your insides. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Cameron mm -hmm. the douche. That's like the deech and the douche. The deech, the douche, the douche. <laughs> Just the douche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen, Cameron, if you want to use your own nickname in the Discord, please go right ahead. But you could also be... The douche hotel, like the, the Smackdown hotel. Oh but man! Different. Yes, the Smackdown hotel. Do you just... smell what the douche is cooking? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. Oh no! That's not what I want. Dude, that's not where I expected to go with that, but it is where we ended up. That's our probably our third or fourth. Don't Google too. Yeah, we're uh, hitting hard today. That's yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, we already got our preview card. It's fine. Yeah. So Cameron, thank you, welcome, and most importantly, f you. Yeah. Okay. Regular ass name time, right? Okay. Matt Sampson. 
Samson, like Swanson, Samsonites, Matt Smith Swanson, Matt Swampson, Matt Swampass. Ooh, yes, yes, there we Matt go. Matt Swampass. That seems like a nickname that yeah. would be in the Discord. Definitely. Yeah, that one I, is. That one is there. I'd better see that one show up soon. Yeah. So Matt, big thank you and big f you. Now, finally, this is the last one, and this okay. is a little bit of a special one because these are friends of ours. We've met them before. And this is, I think, the single most biggest, most furious finger blasting I've ever seen in the Discord. Oh, shit. There were memes. There were videos. There were pictures. There were, like, a hundred middle fingers at a time. Were any of them the Bernie Sanders mittens meme with the mittens removed to reveal the double middle finger that you had going on there? Oh, that would be so sick. But if that wasn't a thing, feel free to take that and use it for yourself. Yeah, very much so. Big thank you and F you to the boys over at Legendary Creature Podcast. They became uh, our patrons. Wow. I know. They those guys, those guys just keep giving. Every time we've ever seen them, we've gotten presents. We've got t-shirts. We got those big I love beaver shot glasses. Oh yeah. Yeah, that I, was so fun. How did they know that we liked beavers? Probably because we're Canadian. Yeah, we're... Yeah. They're our national animal, I think, aren't they? Uh, I think they are. I think that they are. And if they're not, they should be. Beavers are pretty cool. I don't know if they're as cool as a bald eagle, but if, like, a beaver and a bald eagle were fighting and they didn't have, like, fucking guns... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that if you shot a beaver or an eagle with the same caliber of gun, I'll bet you're going to do way more damage to the eagle because their bones are fucking oh, hollow Oh, yeah, you shit. can They're shoot birds. a beaver and it won't even die. Yeah, you can drive over one with a fucking truck and it won't die. Yeah, you think geese are hard to kill. Now, geese are meaner. They are more oh, mean. Absolutely, they are. But a beaver is hella tough. They're and you can tough. get beavers. Like, <laughs> do not Google, but you can get beavers that are like 40, 50 pounds. Wow. My dad was on a reservation one time. Guy shot a 60-pound fucking beaver. That's like as big as your dog, except like only this tall. Except and super squat and with a big tail and in the water. Yes. They cut down trees with their face. <laughs> Beavers are awesome. We we digress. Legendary creature guys, Andy and Kyle, big thanks. Welcome. F you. You already got like the biggest, most furious finger blasting <laughs> ever. Don't Google that either, by the way. There's four or five. Uh, five Ooh. or six even. Wow. Yeah. So... That's it. We've got our call time set review. We missed an opportunity last week with the coat hooks. We, we, we could have been coat hookout podcast, which is totally funny. Before we get to the review. Uh-oh. This is the last little caveat to the review. We know uh -oh. that everybody, all other creators are, are, are either super soft on reviews or very proficient at reviews. And we know that... We can't take like six or eight episodes in the same week and do like as articulate and all encompassing of a review. Then we're not going to do every single card. Yeah, right. And and most of the cards are shit. <laughs> so what what we're aiming to do with our set review propers, I think, if it's popular, and I think that it will be from now forward, is look at the cards that we're interested in. <laughs> oh, the crank! He got cranked. We oh. got finger cranked. 
don't do that. No, the six. We got, six. We, yeah, we got finger cranked by a guy in the next studio. Yeah, but we're going to hit cards that we like, that we're excited about. Hopefully, they will make you excited about them as well. If you have cards that you were excited about, remember, in the comments of this video, it's a great place to start the conversation that isn't just telling people to go fuck themselves like most comment sections yeah, usually Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we, we don't really get comments like that unless it's like, go fuck yourself. Ah, just kidding. And then there's like a bunch of like positive stuff. Yeah. But we want to... Uh, uh, give out an aura about us or give out the vibe that we want people to be excited to open cards. We're going to talk about the cards that 12-year-old Ryan and Brando sitting on our living room floor cracking packs yeah. will be excited about. Sliver Queen. And you can substitute whatever card that you're excited about into the, the, the name of the card that we say on the show. And hopefully we can transfer some of our positive emotion, good vibes, excitedness to you. Are we still going to dunk on things, Ryan? We can still dunk on stuff. Yeah. We can still dunk on stuff because you get to a point when you're, when you're opening packs or you played as long as we have where it's like, this I don't- This card is shit. Yeah, I don't want this. This card is not a card that I want or everybody's talking about it. I don't think it's that good. My trade binder's fat as fuck because <laughs> there's a lot of shit out there. That's right. And then, of course, showcase, art direction, basic lands, the, the stuff that we kind of touch on sometimes that that we're just kind of passionate about as as- flavor enthusiasts or, or magic enthusiasts in general, right? Yeah, man. So we got lots to get through. Should we should we start looking at some actual magic cards? Yeah. Okay. So as we are wont to do, should we start with white or should we start with the artifact and work our way up? Oh, that's like doing doggy style on this review. Should we do it? Let's do it. No, 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 no. Let's let's start with white oh, because fine. because then we can we can say what the card was that we were hinting at. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Let's... it's not the first card we're going to talk about. There was another one that you liked. No, and, and you know what? The first card that I wanted to talk about was just a card that I'm a little bit excited about. I think it's trending white in the right direction Okay. of, of non-traditional card advantage. That still is card advantage, people. Remember, we talk about this lots. Non-traditional yeah. ways of card advantage in white, and that's Clarion Spirit. A 2-2 spirit for white one. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying. Sure. And it's, it's innocuous, and it's like nothing, but it goes in like the Jeskai flashback deck where you cast the spell, then you flash it back immediately, you get a spirit, or, or when you get to like 2x your average converted mana cost, you can cast two removal spells in a turn, for example, right? Would you call it a Kai card? A Kai card? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that, I would. Is that a thing? Yes, I would. And it's a 2-2 two, two for two, and the, the art is great. And there's a little bit of a cast two spells in a turn sub-theme in Kaldheim that I think, again, is a is a limited thing that we've sure. touched on a little bit already. But uh, I don't know. I want to cast two spells in a turn in Commandy. It's a neat card. Yeah. You eventually end up doing it. Next yeah. card up, I believe, is our the card that we hinted at on the pre-show. So if you guessed Divine Gambit... And we're only touching on this, not because we're excited about it, not because we're really going to play it, but lots of people were memeing about it, saying, oh, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Nobody's going to play it. But, I mean, maybe when you draft the set, as the give set it, is give meant it a, to be give drafted. It a quick, give it a quick read. White, white, sorcery, exile, target, artifact, creature, or enchantment, and opponent controls that player may put a permanent card from their hand into play. Ah, uh, yeah. So you show, they show and tell you. I suppose, yeah. It's great when they have no cards in hand. Yeah. But at two mana, like early game when you get their thing that they got out, like ahead of schedule, or their combo piece that they dropped on turn two, like their survival of the fittest or whatever, right? Still good. I mean, in Commander, they're not going to play another survival of the fittest. Yeah, but they could just drop a fucking Ulamog. 
True. You wouldn't keep an opening hand with an Ulamog, probably, but you might. You might, yeah. You might if you go survival of the fittest, discard my Llanowar elf, go get my priest of Titania, fucking turn three Ulamog, or whatever, right? Like, Yeah, and then you just divine Gambit the Ulamog. No, you divine Gambit the survival of the fittest yeah, already. Fuck that, though. We're going to divine Gambit the Ulamog. Just play it differently. It's fine. It's not good. I feel like you're trolling now. No, just, just play it different. That's that's the well, troll because I already played it on the fucking <laughs> card that I thought was the good card in their hand. Well, the good card is the good card, but the shit like this you use to kill the big thing that they're not gonna. You don't kill a Lanwar L for the fucking divine gambit. You kill the Ulamog that they end on. No, that's that's what I said though. You kill the survival of the fittest. Yeah, but you, that, but you, you don't with this card because they're just gonna get what they're gonna survival into. They'll get something better. You just get the big thing. Yeah, that's why this card is bad. Because it kills the big thing and not the enabling thing? No, because you don't know what to kill. And and no matter what you kill, they're going to get something out of it. Right? And I know like people are comparing it to uh, Chaos Warp, but the, the limiting factor with this card is this is a sorcery. Yeah. Fuck me. If that's this, what makes it bad. If this card was an instant, I would consider playing this card because it gets three card types and maybe they don't have something better, right? <clears throat> maybe their hand's empty. The other thing that makes this card fucking bad is it says opponent. I yeah. can't even kill my own thing to get my own Ulamog. <laughs> that would be too good. That would be too right? good. We got to wait until later on in the review before we get to cards and let you do stupid shit You like know that, what? Right? We're going to hear it on this card. People are going to get after us. Oh, Brandon Ryan, you're wrong. This card is, is good because of this, or you misevaluated that. It's a sorcery. You can't get your own thing, and... You're essentially. I said it's fine, man. You can play it later on in the game to just. Get you said their you huge wanted to thing. dunk on this card, so I was dunking on it. And then I dunked on it, and then I said it was playable fine. And now I'm dunking on all the people who said it's just unplayably terrible. Oh. You can dunk on the card and people who say it's unplayably terrible because almost no card is unplayable, Ooh. even shit like this. I, I, that I do agree with. I, so two cards, two fantastic pieces of art. I love that they've, they've change the angle that we look at stuff in that art and i do like that they've they've put those little auroras those little northern lights on the hands of whatever is playing chess or whatever there and that's like the aura that the gods have in call time i love that you're gonna see it you're gonna hear me say it a lot moving on cool D doom scar is good play it it's a sweeper yeah it's, it's a, got foretell it, exactly get it Next card, first card I wanted to actually kind of point out was Giant Ox. I can't believe we're talking about this card. I just think this is neat because it's a it's a zero six for white one that, yep. let, that can crew vehicles with its ass instead of its arms. Vehicle deck or the or the Doran deck both like this card. It's fantastic because there's lots of vehicles that maybe you don't play because their crew costs are are, are pretty high. Oh yeah, and you can crew them for two now. And this guy probably gets you there and i think that's pretty cool i think that vehicle decks most of which are probably going to be boros like this card and i think it's a welcome addition to that archetype of deck yeah and you know what's super cool is giant ox cruise the colossal plow because it's got a crew cost of six yeah and the art again both done by the same artist traditional oil on bristleboard or, or canvas and and they're beautiful and they're very traditionally done which i appreciate like paintbrush and like palette knife scraping paint onto a piece of cloth neat very cool very very neat yeah rally the ranks this is a tribal card we've got a tribal sort of sub theme in this set like the cast two spell thing right sure and this is enters the battlefield choose a creature type and creatures of the chosen type get plus one plus one and that's white one this is this is 
Crusade? Crusade or uh, Honor of the Pure, except it's for creature type. Yeah, I'd, I'd just rather play one of those other cards. I suppose. Just the, give all your creatures plus one, plus one. Why? I mean, I know this one costs one well, less than cru- Honor Crusade's of the Pure. Crusade's banned, but... and Honor of the Pure only gives it to white. So if I'm playing like a white X tribal deck, this card Gl- will do. Glorious Anthem. That's the one I'm thinking oh, of. Yeah. White, white, one does the same thing, but just for all your creatures. I just, yeah. I'd just rather play that, honestly. And you'd trade the, the, the one mana cost to give it to everybody, everything? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, I don't know. It's a, it's. I a, think this card goes in that deck too, right? Like it's a card you that you're going to play either. Open. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. It's there. You'll maybe play it. What about Shepherd of the Cosmos? This is a little bit karmic guidey. I think there's maybe some combos. When it enters the battlefield, return target permanent card, permanent card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the B. It's got foretell for white. Three, which is you can exile it from your hand face down for two mana. Then on a different turn, you can play it for white three, and it'll it'll you'll cast it from exile. You, you Watch out for that shit that doesn't let you cast from exile. First of all, like Dranith Magistrate, etc. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm noticing with a lot of the foretells is it's just the creature's mana cost split over two installments. Yes, that is what it is. I kind of wish in most was, cases. I kind of wish that it was. Not that. I don't know why. Do you I, wish it was more or less? I don't know. I just kind of wish it wasn't just the mana cost. I don't know why. I just look at it and I keep thinking, damn it, why isn't this something different? Like, yeah. give me a, You know what? It's, I, it's I, one less white. Which like, is great. Which yeah. is cool. But, but it you got to do it over two turns, yeah. right? I feel like that's just me critiquing for the sake of critiquing, honestly. And I don't like to do that, but it, it just, I don't know. I, I think it's intuitive in that, like, okay, Shepherd of the Cosmos, for example, sure. cost six, foretell plus exile it for two is six. Yep. And that's intuitive. And you got to, like, you can hide it face down, and maybe that's an advantage. Maybe it's a disadvantage. Well, it gets it out of your hand, so you right? can't discard it. If you're at nine cards, you can just foretell one. Yeah, and during right? during your turn, so you could end step this, like, you could foretell it, fa- you can foretell it face down. Yeah. Sure. You can exile it face down at the end of your turn so you can hold up your mana till the last possible moment, right? Um, even though the, the spell itself doesn't have flash. When you cast it f- from exile, like it, it obeys timing restrictions, but I think foretell is actually, I think it's cool. It's like morph, but for anything, right? And that's, it, it opens it up to to things that morph isn't, o- isn't always open to. Neat. <laughs> Let me talk about a card that I'm both excited about and at this moment in time I I do not like. Sure. Runeforge Champion is a 2-3 for white 2. When it enters the battlefield, you search your library and or graveyard for a rune, reveal it, put it into your hand, and then shuffle the library. You may pay one colorless mana, then pay the mana cost for rune spells you cast. Like instead of? Yeah. You can just pay one. Man, I can't wait till we get some fucking more runes exactly right like it made you wish like why aren't all the auras in this set fucking runes why is there only five of them so when i opened one of these i ripped it in half and crumpled it up and threw it away you probably did i, I yeah i did i think that i uh, did do that but i think that that's cool because eventually they're going to print more runes i hope that's what this means i think and you this, know what look for runes look for runes in future commander precons like we got curses yeah. yeah, or maybe even in the Forgotten Realms set, there hey, could be runes there, that's right? That's a good spot for them. That's hey, pretty the, is neat. Is there runes in D&D? 
course there is. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> There's everything. I think D&D that that one's cool. That's an enchantment tutor on a two-three body for three, and he he's a cost. He's a mana dork for runes. That's fucking cool. That's a pretty That's neat. a good one. It's cool in the future, but right now, fuck that card. He's not supported <laughs> well enough, and I hate it. What about Search for Glory? We want to talk about that one. That's a search your library for a snow permanent or a legendary card or a saga card. Yeah, that, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle, and you can gain one life for each snow spent to cast. It tutors for a thing. Let's keep going. Yeah, should we go on to blue? Sure. Lots of talk about this one. Bind the monster? Bind the monster. It's an enchantment aura, enchant creature for one blue. When bind the monster enters the battlefield, tap enchanted creature. It deals damage to you equal to its power. Enchanted creature doesn't untap. During its controller's untap step. So it deals damage to me when I cast Bind the pow- the Monster? Yes. It's like shitty Vendetta is basically what it is. Yes, but I can search it with my enchantments up, and it draws me a card in my enchanter's deck. I don't mind this card. Yeah, it's. I mean, lots of people talking about it, saying it's real good. It's it's a card that's there. Yep. I'm... And if, if, I, if I enchant Giant Ox with it so it can't crew stuff, I take none. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a limited play right We've there. We've done next leveled yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. How about Cosmos Charger? That's the horse spirit. That of course, goes into the horse deck. It's flash, flying, and foretelling cards from your hand cost one less and can be done on any player's turn. So you can just like, oh, end of your turn, fucking foretell for one instead of two. Or if I clone this, foretell for free whenever the fuck I want. You, you know what I like about this card, Ryan? The art. It's also great. Well, yeah. I mean, look where the horse horse's sixth leg is. This horse only has five legs, everybody. This horse has six legs. No, it has five. No count again. Oh, no. I counted, oh. Ryan. <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> also, remember last week when we were talking about Loki turning into a horse and then getting banged by that horse and giving birth to a horse? Yes. There's the horse. Yes, that's it. There it is. That slept near the horse. I don't know why it's not legendary. I feel like this could be a really cool like, commander if you want to build around Fortel. Yeah. I mean, that- I guess they did that in... The the precon deck the precon proper. yeah check out Friday's precon precon deck thing it would have to have been white blue right to to encompass all yeah. of the the good foretell stuff that you want in the precon yeah. so I don't know I love the art again six legs or five legs however you choose to interpret that art that's the great thing about art yes sir <laughs> and um, maybe um, maybe don't Google. Horses with extra legs. Correct. Mm-hmm. How about Cyclone Summoner, or as I like to call him, Shitty Rift? Shrift. Sh- let's get Shrifty. Oh, fuck. You beat me to it. I was opening my mouth to say it. Did it. This is a giant wizard, so it goes in our preview card, Giant Deck. That's cool. You can check that out uh, on the YouTube channel somewhere, yep. right? 7-7 seven, seven for 7. That's cool. When Cyclone Summoning Shrifty enters the battlefield... If you cast it from your hand, return all permanents to their owner's hand except for giants, wizards, and lands. Hey, fucking hey. cool. That's I don't I'm not I don't want to say this is fixed rift, but it's like if you want to play rift, but you don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cuz lots of people are like, "Nah, rift just isn't my isn't my jam." Yes. Here's a this here's is a, an analog that you yeah. could play and get away with. This is giant rift. This is jifty. Gift. 
get jiffed. Getting fucking jifted. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And if, if you put it in the giant deck that I think, I hope some people in CCO Nation build, you got all these big giants and they got a whole bunch of chump blockers and you just get jifty on them and you fucking kill them with your... You attack with a 1-1 one, one and do 100. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do we want to take... We're in blue. Do we want to take the opportunity to mention any any of our feelings or whatever about the snow mechanic making a return? I think everybody's kind of played out. It's been beaten to death. Snow's back. Are snow basics better? Do we want to talk about any of that or do we just, uh, do we just surmise to say, I don't know if snow's that much better. There's not going to be that big of a shift it's not going to be so crazy game warping we're not playing arkham's astrolabe it's not fucking legacy even though commander feels like legacy sometimes I, do, do we just go eh? i think that snow comes with two things that are noteworthy one if you play a snow basic over a regular basic you are playing a snow basic which gives you a little bit more flexibility than a regular basic sure sure and snow as a mana type, is kind of colorless, so it does give... A, that. That's the flexibility that Snow gives you. There's a card... Uh, let me find the name here. Ascendant Spirit, where its activated ability cost is Snow mana, so you could pay that with any basic land. Yeah, I'm playing a blue deck, but I steal a fucking swamp from you, and it happened to be a snow swamp. Yeah. I can activate my blue card with a snow swamp. And those are the situations where snow okay. kind of gives you a, a leg up, I think. And I don't think that there's a lot of snow hosers out there right Snowsers. now. Snow plows out there right now that are going to make sure planes. fuck not enough snow plows in Saskatoon right now. Fuck. <laughs> but I don't think that there's a real drawback to playing them. And, and there's, there's not really a huge benefit to playing them. Yeah, there's a marginal upside, and you can build around it for sure if you're doing the, what's the thing with the artifact that does the thing? The, 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 the snow deck in general. There's yeah. some snow legends we reviewed last week. Yeah, everybody, yeah. yeah, it's a thing, There's a, but I don't think that it's game warping enough to even spend more time than we already have talking about it. Or, or need a whole ton of hate for it in our format. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing something that was like snow permanence, don't untap on the next untap. Like, just Yeah, fine. like melt or something. Yeah. Oh, that's already a card, I think. But would you ever, like, is snow prevalent enough or even play that? I don't know. Right? Maybe exactly right now, but we go back to our, our example from earlier this year. Just run an extra disenchant in your deck after Theros launches, right? Yeah. And and I, I don't even think, I don't even think it's that relevant to 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 run any kind of snow hate right now right even though like all those cards have spiked in price or you can't find them blah 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 because yeah. people are thinking like oh fuck snow's gonna destroy the format right yeah i don't know i think what might be a better pickup if you're looking to take advantage of the snow thing is get the things that work for snow permanence that you control and we might talk about those later but i found a couple of, of little gems back from ice age that i've i've picked up yeah. recently it's like you know, I, I think I can get some value out of this. You asked me about him, and I was like, fuck, I almost have a whole set of Ice Age. I don't have that card. Shit, now I can't get it. <laughs> yeah. You could you could get stuff that cares about snow stuff, like Icebreaker, Mother Ass, Kraken. Oh, yeah, you mean the 8-8 eight, eight for fucking 12? Oh, I love 12. Oh, I love paying 12 for things. But, of course, if you have snow snowlands it costs one less so this could be an 8-8 eight, eight for fucking two that is that is broodstar that's broodstar from mirden that's got affinity for artifacts and it's like a star star or whatever for blue blue 
power and toughness equal to the number of artifacts you control. Ooh. Just wait, there's more. Icebreaker, yep. mother ass. When it comes into play, artifacts and creatures target opponent controls don't untap during that player's next untap step, and you can return three snow lands you control to your hand to return it to your hand. Oh, yes. That's a cool card. Yeah, it costs more the next time, but like only by a couple. Let, let's just say you're splashing green in your oh, deck. Oh, yeah. Now I it see doesn't what you cost did you there. shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what's a little piece of trivia about this card that's really cool? Tell me. The Seattle Kraken, the NHL's next newest franchise, they're coming into the league like next year or whatever in Seattle, they previewed this card. Neat. That's cool. Hey, that they actually cool. got an, NA, an NHL team to preview a card, and they've got like whatever, however many hundred thousand followers on Twitter that that might have never seen a Magic card before, right? Like the crossover between Magic and hockey, well, it does exist because, I mean, people like sports. Yeah. It's not as... as deep as like the crossover between like magic and D&D for example right for sure so they're reaching new audiences in non-traditional preview card ways which I think is important and, and good PR I agree yeah alright next up big time combo card lots of people talking about this you and I are also excited about Mystic Reflection Mystic Reflection instant for blue one choose target non-legendary creature the next time one or more Creatures or planeswalkers enter the battlefield this turn. They enter as copies of the chosen creature. This Ooh. lets us break the rule of commander. And it has foretell, too, for blue. Yeah, should, whatever. Who cares? There, there, there we go. There's one that costs more. I like that one. Yeah. There, there. Now I'm they, happy. They made the foretell cost literally as small as they could while remaining colored. <laughs> <laughs> and we're never going to foretell this one because we want it to cost two to get a, a second copy of... Our best thing. Exactly. I'm going to put this directly into Brutaclad and the Seven Dwarves. So yeah. I can get more Seven Dwarves. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be Pe sick. People are talking about this with like... Avenger of Zendikar, I think, is the big yeah, one. Yeah, and they, like all your plant tokens enter the battlefield as other copies of Zen Avenger Zendikar when you respond to its ETB trigger, right? Yeah. It's yeah, that's fine. Sick. I think that it's really cool because I can choose my opponent's creatures... I can get a copy of my opponent's commander for, like, fucking two mana. No, I can't because it's only non-legendary. Yeah. They thought of that it's, already. It's balanced. It's a cool card, and the art on it is sick. It's like sharks, and yeah. sharks are dope. Yeah, well. yeah. Look, watch for altars of those on the Facebook page. If you find, I'm going to say it right now, if you find foils of raven form, grab them. Because you they're going to be one of those cards in a few years that, that are probably going to a few bucks. I think it's good. Exile target artifact in blue. Or creature, its controller gets a 1-1 one, one flying bird. That's really good. Think of things like rapid hybridization and... This is a sorcery. Mana costs three. It's still pretty good, though, because it gets artifacts in blue. You know that Anal is in this set, counter-target artifact or enchantment for just blue? You know that counterspell exists, right, everybody? Yeah. And once they're in play, neither of those cards do shit. That's right. Whereas That's... this one can get a commander or it can get an artifact that you missed. It was problematic. You know, like, it's... it's I, I know it's a sorcery and it was balanced as such, but I think that this is going to be a card that people are going to want to put into decks later. Maybe not like high-end super CDH, but I think it's a card that you're going to want to play. I think that you're probably right for that artifact reason. Remember, if you are playing green, you've got like a Song of the Dryads, right? You've got Imprisoned in the Moon. White has Afterlife, which exiles a creature, then they get a 1-1 spirit or whatever, or kills mm. a creature, right? So like at three mana, there's other... There's analogs, right? And yeah. they're, I don't know. I think it's fine. I, I'm think, not, it's, I, I think it's a playable card. Your analysis is accurate, yeah. but I'm soft on it. 
That's fine. There. Now we're both now we're both justified. <laughs> How about Reflections of Lit Yara? Let's talk about that one for just a second because the picture on it is fucking cool. Yeah, they look like a bunch of plague doctors, hey? Yeah, man, and plague doctors are awesome. It's an enchantment for blue five. Comes into play to choose a creature type. Whenever you cast a spell of the chosen type, copy that spell. Copy that spell. Yeah, that is a cool one. That's a cool one. Is that is that cool or not as cool as like what's the the enchantment from M twenty one the red one that the first spell you cast each turn is copied? Is this better than that or not as good as that? It, well, it depends on the deck. That's double cast, I think it's called or something, right? It's an enchantment. It's red, and the first spell you cast each turn is copied. Instant or sorcery, I think. No, this is everything. This is like creatures. Oh yeah, I suppose. So if you ca- if you put this in a merfolk tribal deck, that's the most obvious one, right? You play your Lord of Atlantis, you get two Lords of Atlantis. Yeah, or if you play your instant merfolk tribal spell, because it's a merfolk spell. Yeah, it gets copied. Yeah, this is this is certainly cool, and you might see those like this card and the card I was mentioning in the same deck. You can the see copy them. deck, right? These will probably pop up in sliver decks or. Merfolk decks, wizard decks, that giant guy deck. Calamax Cal- decks that aren't Spellslinger, if that's a thing. Sure. You know, I th- I, whenever I see copy, I, I think of Calamax. He's like the, the main copy commander now, right? Is vehicle a creature type? No. It should be. It's an artifact subtype, like equipment. Yeah, it's poopy. What about blood in the snow? This is metal as fuck. It's like Boromir getting shot all of the fuck up by orcs. <laughs> Destroy all creatures, destroy all planeswalkers, then return a creature or planeswalker card with converted mana cost X or less from your G to your B, where X is the amount of snow spent to cast this spell. Yes. Yeah, so black, black four. Yeah, so I can get a six drop back from my graveyard, and it could have been a six drop that like I discarded on turn two to my zombie infestation, not one that died with, with blood in the snow. It could be any creature. Neat. That's a good one. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's a, that's a oh, fucking artist metal, too. Eh. I don't know. It looks he's all got his arms cut off, and he's got Does shot he? a bunch. Of... Yeah, I think so. He's got a little stump hanging there. Oh dang! And then he's got that guy is having a bad day. Yeah, he's just the yeah. He got messed up way worse than Boromir did. You're probably right. Yeah. What about Burning Rune Demon? The six the six six flyer for six that enters the battlefield. You may search your library for exactly two cards not named Burning Rune Demon that have different names. If you do reveal those cards, an opponent chooses one of them. Put the chosen card into your hand and the other into your other hand. Yes, that's a gooder. Yeah, that's going to be another one of those cards. It's just like Rune's card Demon or or what's yeah. the what's the what's the is it Surveil where you scry but to your graveyard? What's yes. the Surveil Demon? Uh, What's that guy? Pay two life, surveil two? E-Honda. E-Honda. Yep. That's, oh, yeah, because you got all those hands. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. That's it. That's like this, right? Yeah. You get two cards, and they could even be the same type of cards. You could get your, you, you already have something in your graveyard. You get your Balaged recovery and your regrowth, for example. Then you get whatever the fuck you want out of your graveyard. Yeah. Or, or, you, or you just get the thing that you want, and then you get the thing that gets the thing out of the graveyard. Yeah, or you yeah. just get, like, your path to exile and your swords to plowshares, and you just kill the thing that they're going to block, and then you just kill them. Yeah. 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 That's this this card. Th- those scenarios, you know what those scenarios remind me of? Hey. Gifts Ungiven. That's, I, I'm yeah. not saying Burning Rune Demon is as good as Gifts Ungiven. That card's fucking banned, like, in every format except Vintage. Yeah. But... This is like the commander gifts ungiven. <laughs> it's got a six six body. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. Why not? Man, there's some cool art. Anything with a longboat in this set is cool to me. And bonus points if you're also a vehicle. <laughs> 
anything, man. I'm telling you that uh, we're, we're looking, we're, we're scrolling down and I'll just give everybody at home a chance to, to, to inside my head, the art direction, all of the night landscape pieces in this set that have any kind of evergreen tree or any kind of glowing sky or sky in general, anything that's set in a field or some swamp looking place very much feels like the place that I'm from, the place I grew up. Anything with a mountain in it reminds me of my time spent in Calgary, which is a, a mountainous city, kind of akin to Denver. If anybody's ever been to Denver in the land of the free, right? Yeah. All of the landscape pieces in this set really speak to me, and I, I'm I'm in love with the art direction. You know what I'm in love with? Tegrid's Shadow. Tegrid's Shadow. You mean the instant for Black Black 3? Each player sacrifices two Greech, and it's got foretell for Black Black 2? Yes, that's the one, Ryan. Why? Because it makes each player sack two bros, because we don't give a fuck, and then they're going to sack bros. I love making people sack bros. It's an instant too, hey. Yeah. I was I was gonna say, you know, barter and blood exists for one mana less, but that's a sorcery. That's right. And this one you can just like put in your exile zone until you want to play it later. Yeah, and, and save a mana on the turn that you play it, right? Yeah. I, and, I, and I like that's, take that's the that's the beauty of Fortel is you can put the down payment on it and it's almost like you, you pay the one and that, that second mana in the Fortel exile at cost is like the fucking interest you pay, right? Yeah. And then later on, you're like, hey, fuck, look at this good deal I'm getting. I already paid my interest. I'm not going to get this instant speed barter and blood for barter and blood cost, except on the end of my opponent's turn when they think they're going to have blockers up. I actually really like cards like this because they, they're kind of a big F you to people that do the, well, like the, the Cyclonic Rift Giant, right? Yeah. I'll Rift Giant and I'll have this 7-7 seven, seven and maybe another creature left over. And yep. then Buddy's got his incidental wizard over here. And you got nothing, but you have a Tegrid Shadow, and you can just level the playing field real good. Yeah, you think casting, oh, there's my 7-drop, I've got my 7-7-7-drop seven, seven, seven that bounced all your shit, and I've got my 14-14 other giant that you like, what's his name? Uh, Countryside Crusher? Countryside Crusher, yeah. And it's like, okay, fuck, i got a commanding position, I'll attack this guy once, I'll attack that guy twice, I'll win the game. i got a piece of removal in my hand to deal with his blockers. I'm going to win this game. Ah, just kidding, Tegrid's fucking Shadow. Yeah. Right? It's, it, it, it's cool. It's situational, but I like cards like that. And the fact that it's an instant is is pretty good. Yes, yes. I like the new art on Village Rights. I don't know why that's Village Rights. I, I don't know. Maybe in the village they perform those right. I don't know. I yeah, don't know, but that's a good-ass card, though, right? It's a reprint, so we're not going to cover it. It's is, good. Is Way Down a reprint as well? I think so. It I feels really like there like should be a card called Way Down already, right? Yeah, I really like the art on that card. They gave that guy some cement shoes. Yeah, that's what they. They probably gave him rock shoes. In this case, they don't have cement in call time. I'm I'm willing to bet. We don't know that for sure. Yeah, I mean they they are gods. They can maybe invent it on the go, right? You know what card I also really like that I think just tertiarily the kind of neat Wither Crown. Wither Crown. I thought that card was called Witch Crown. I'm glad that I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Wither Crown is an enchantment aura for black one. It enchants a creature. Enchanted creature has base power of zero. Yeah, I like that. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose a life unless you sack the creature. Yeah, yep. I like that. You, you, yep. you, you just, just get withered. Yep. That's what that does. And if it's some big Voltroni thing or some big ass mother that is going to attack you, this is kind of like. It's not Song of the Dryads. It's not Lignify. 
but it's kind of like Lignify. It's, it's close. Lignify makes a zero four, right? Yeah. And this makes a a zero X mm-hmm. that pings them. Yeah, that that's a, that's a good pickup. I like that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool one, and it's just another one of those cards that you kind of. I'll play this. Yeah. It's it's got utility in all modes cuz it's either going to do damage to your opponent and keep an attacker off of you or it's going to kill that damn creature. Yeah. Man, I can't wait to cast that on my own giant ox in my in my life gain, life drain Orzov deck where I'm trying to win with fucking <laughs> You're trying to get your life total to 13 or whatever it is that you can or, win. Or or exactly one for near death experience. That sounds like a CCO deck, man. That I'm telling you. It's with, with a crown does. my own giant ox after I fucking plow, uh, I go to 13. I win <laughs> or lose. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> On to red. And there's some cool giants here, but we already covered them a few weeks back in our Kaldheim preview card where we built that like kind of giant tribal with Battle of Frost and Fire. Giant tribal, giant damage deck. We're talking Calamity Bearer. We already talked about that one. Yeah, Cinder, Cinder Heart Giant. There's another one. There's the Fling Giant that's available in the... The theme boosters, right? The red theme booster. So we're not going to go too much into that. What else do you like in red? Let me hit you with this one because I think this is a this struck me as a Ryan card when I ran across it the first time. Dual strike. Oh baby! It's an instant for red. Red. When you cast your next instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost four or less this turn, you copy it, and it has foretell as well. Yes, this is this is sort of just another in the long line of fork variants. Uh, how do I combine those two words? Forkians? Yes, that is Fic- that, that is how you do it. Forkians yes. is the correct. I was going to say use. fixed fork, but then I'm like fork. <laughs> F fork. What F- the F fork? Yeah, and fork fork proper is like seven trillion dollars now. Just yeah. FYI. Yeah, balls that. Yeah, balls that. So if I want fork because I want another instant speed red red copy my shit, everything I'm fucking copying is going to be four or less probably. Yeah. Right. Except for Chandra's ignition. But you don't need to copy I don't need to ignition. Copy that. I'll copy the pump spell that pumps my dude up by four or doubles his power. So it goes from four to plus one is five and it goes to fucking 10. It goes to 14 or whatever. And then I'll Chandra's ignition for 14 and then I'll swing and then you die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fuck. I like this card. Yeah, dual strike is a cool card. I like, and it's an, <laughs> I'm and it's just a, thinking, fuck, I gotta, I gotta change my deck. And it's an uncommon. Oh, right. Yeah. So you get a fork effect at uncommon for fork mana, which is I think that's cool. Get forked, CCO Nation. <laughs> here's here's the Brando card that I wanted to talk about. We don't have to really spend any time on it because it's got boast, and you want to talk about a limited mechanic. Oh fuck! Fuck boast. Fearless pup. <laughs> There's my Brando card pick for the uh, day. The one one for one first striker with boast, where it gets. Plus two, plus oh, when you boast it for red two. That's once per turn when it attacks, you can boast. And yeah. you're right, that is pretty cool. Little dog just being all happy that he's burning down that house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, that is the most Brandoist thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I wish he had long hair. That sounds like a fucking Brando altar right there. If you want if you want fearless pups mixed in with Patreon sign-up gifts instead of tokens, you want some <laughs> long hair fearless pup Brandos. <laughs> I want to touch on this one because it gives me an opportunity to talk about a little bit more Norse myth. Oh, okay. This is fun. Goldspan Dragon is a 4-4 for Red Red 3, flying, haste, whenever it attacks or becomes the target of a spell, you create a treasure token. Treasure tokens you control have tap, sack this artifact, add two mana of any one color. Two mana. So it's already good. It's already a cool card. It's already a 4-4 flying haste for five. It, It already gives you a treasure. When it attacks, and it's fucking going to. Yep. And then it doubles your trash? Oh, so good. So, Goldspan Dragon is a 
dwarf, there's a dwarf that forged a ring for Odin. Okay. That ring makes riches or gold and copies of itself. And we're going to get to that card later, oh, too. Oh, no way. They got it in there? And the ring makes like all this wealth or whatever. And then, so Odin made a big pile of wealth before he gave the ring away. I forget who he gave it to. And then he turned the dwarf that made the ring into a dragon. And the dragon looks after all the treasure that he made with it. And to to guard it. To yeah. guard it. He's guarding it on his golden bridge. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I wish I was the guy that got that ring. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Shit. Maybe you could be. Maybe you'll open one in call time. We're going to talk about oh, it later. Oh, man. Okay. Let's talk about this guy. This is Quakebringer. Fuck, I used to know this guy that worked at a massage clinic. <laughs> His name was Quake. <laughs> Ain't nobody want to get massaged by Quake. This is a 5-4 giant berserker for red, red, three. Your opponents can't gain life. Cool. Okay. And at the beginning of your upkeep, Quakebringer deals two damage to each opponent this ability triggers only if Quakebringer is on the battlefield or if Quakebringer is in your graveyard and you control a giant. That's cool. It's a 5-4 four for 5, which is fine. Sure. But it also has Sulfuric Vortex built into it, which is yeah. a card I know you like. Hell yeah. And this works, provided you have a giant, after this dies. So again, that giant tribal deck that we built a couple weeks ago straight into it hell yeah because that two damage during your upkeep will be doubled to four or tripled to six and then doubled so you're doing 12 yeah, just because you happen to take a turn yeah just because oh fuck it's my turn i guess everybody's gonna take 12 <laughs> fuck you guys <laughs> whoops <right? laughs> yeah that is sick i'm into that for sure okay tobalt's trickery do we like this yes do we you do i do i was gonna say do we care do we want to get into the this is what everybody's talking about why isn't this card white discussion no okay F fuck all that i really like this card i like the art i like what it does i like that it has the the brain the, the brainstorm to manipulate your deck so such that you can counter your own thing to get a big permanent out of your hand i like that that kind of there's a counter to that built right into the card I really like yeah, this Yeah, you got to mill, right? Yeah. You got to mill before you can fucking flip. Yeah. And it's a random number of things like, how do I brainstorm this? How do I scroll rack this? You kind of can't, or you can, but it's hard. And I just appreciate this card. I know oh, Red has a counterspell, but fuck, Red has counterspells. Deal with it. This one may be better than all of them, but I don't <laughs> care. It's Chaos Warp for something on the stack. I like this card. I like that this card exists. I will play this card in spite of all the grumbling that people I, need. I, I like the take. It's Chaos Warp for something on the stack. They give you a little bit of a of a, uh, of a wink of the eye uh, on the one mana difference because you got to get it when it's on the stack, which is cool. And yeah, you could scroll rack like three from the top, two from the top one. Like the top five cards of your library you could put back are all eight drops. And it's like, oh, I could mill one, two, or three. And my fourth card down is still an eight drop or whatever. Yeah. That's some major setup. I don't think that this card makes scroll rack yeah. that much better. Like, you know what I mean? In that one very niche situation, which will happen. It will happen. But probably not to you or I or anybody listening to this show for quite a while. Yeah, there there is a there is a... I think there's a modern deck that's looking to like cascade or yeah, cascade into Emrakul with this, right? right yeah, of, of course, course, of there course is. there is. Of course there but, is. But uh, it's it's a weird deck. We're not going to talk about it. Totally no. the kind of deck that I love, where it's like, hey, there's looking like thirty or fifty-four land in this four Tibalt's trickery, 
and two Emrakul and two Shardless Agent, and you got to like just maul down to one to get your fucking Tybalt's trickery so you can cast it, counter your own thing on turn two or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I totally love that kind of thing, but I think that this is a, a, a fine card for the Commander format and a great inclusion and a very red feeling inclusion. It's yeah. like, hey, fuck you, you get something, but you go to mill. It's like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> yeah, what is? What do you do? What kind of red deck is this? <laughs> yeah, I'm, ca I'm countering your spell. Ah, fuck, right? Like, I think that that's cool. Okay, on to green. On to green. G are we going to dump all over green and say, why the fuck is this green? Like, it's so expensive, or, or it's so good. Like, I don't know. I don't want to sound like uh, everybody else who's dumping on green. No. Okay. How about Elvish War Master? A 2-2 elf warrior for green one. So he's like, he's grizzly elf. And okay. he's fucking grizzled. Look at him. I am looking at him right now. Whenever one or more other elves enter the battlefield under your control, create a 1-1 one, one elf warrior creature token. So he doubles your elves. That's cool. He's elf season. It, it only happens once each turn. Ah, fuck it. F fuck it. I'm going to cast elves with flash. I'm going to get it every turn. There we go. Also, green, green, five. Elves you control get plus two, plus two, and gain DT. That's death touch, not Demarius Thomas, until end of turn. Neat. Yeah. That's a cool card. That works good with that commander that gives all your death touch guys venomous. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. Yeah. He's he's kind of like a an elf finisher and an elf token maker, so I don't know, I think it's cool. It kind of fills that Reese the Redeemed slot if you're not playing Selesnya, if you're playing like Golgari elves that they're pushing, you know? Sure. Check out our pre-con video for more on that. Yes. What do you got? What's what's your first thing? Glittering Frost? I'm going to play that in Estrid the Bald, but yeah, that, other than that, fuck that's, it. That's the enchantment that makes your lands a little better. Sure, we'll play it. Horizon Seeker, I think, is neat, worth touching on. It's a 3-2 three, for 3, boast of rampant growth, and you rampant growth whenever it attacks. Ooh. Kind of neat. Oh, but you put it into your hand. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, this, this card sucks. Yeah, fuck that guy. And it's because it's boast, right? Yeah. <laughs> we just had to just dump on boast again. Yeah, boast, I think, just is fucking terrible. Brando, Car it's a limited mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> card I do want to talk about, and we're going to point at our new video content. Yeah. As a quick teaser, we do talk about In Search of Greatness. I really, really like this card for reasons that will be discussed in the video. I will talk about now. The art on it is really cool because I think that's... Fenrir, or whatever he's called there, that's the wolf that kills Odin. Yes, talking that's the, to the, the squirrel world, that the, lives in the world tree. Yes, yes, the world-eating wolf is talking to the world messaging tree, and that big long squirrely scroll thing is the squirrel's tail with all the messages from the world that he that he curries. They're all written on his tail. That's cool, yeah, right? Yeah, look at that. It's his tail. I thought it was like some some like mythological Norse fucking Aurora ribbon thing. <laughs> no, it's his tail. And that's going to look sweet in foil, too. Oh, yeah. that's Yeah, yeah watch for those on the altar page, too. Just, uh, <laughs> Every I, Thursday on our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, I have to pull them first, I guess, right? Like, I, I, I crack sealed product on the channel and with CCO Nation, and, like, from that, you're getting legitimate Ryan pulls out of pack, makes Brando <laughs> drink, altars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what those are, everybody. I think Masked Vandal is getting lots of hype. It's a 1-3 changeling for green 1. Comes into play, you can exile the creature from your graveyard. If you do, you exile target artifact or enchantment. Oh, and yeah. Opponent controls. That, That's pretty cool. That thing's got a bunch of things going on for it, right? Yeah. Like, it's changeling, so it's every creature type. That's the tribal kind of sub-theme that we're seeing again. It's a removal spell. Cool. Yes. It's got... Three toughness for two mana, which is not nothing. Like, it can block, like, that chip-in damage that people are getting for ones and twos early game. Yep. I think that that's, that's a good-ass card. And it comes in a F&M promo pack 
as a as a, one of those dark promos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you can get actual promos of that one too. Neat. Yeah. We we like we like touching base on the on the promos and and the the, the extra cool stuff, right? Speaking of promos, the buy a box for this set is Realm Walker. Oh yeah. It's a two three for green two with changeling. Enters the battlefield. Choose a creature type. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. I super love that ability on every card that. Oh it's yeah. On. Just because it's like. Hang on, everybody. Hold on, fuck. Yeah, I just, I just like that. I do that all the time. You may cast creature spells of the chosen type from the top of your library. Cool. It's cool. It's no Vizier of the Menagerie, but it does cost one less mana. It, it's just a cool card. Yeah. And I like that. And everybody's going to get one if you buy a box. So, neat. Yeah. And I've seen the, I've seen the promos. Super neat. They're super cool. Big ups to Wizards for that one. Yep. How about Path of the World Tree? I wish, and and of course it's not, but can you imagine if this was just rampant growth, but Wooberg? <laughs> this is an enchantment for, for w- green one, enters the battlefield, search your library for a basic land, put it into your hand. Okay, so Wooberg, and then two more. Sacrifice Path of the World Tree, and and make sure to listen to last week's review where we talk about the World Tree and, and how it's like the, the bridge between worlds and shit, right? Yeah. Or, or however that worked. I don't know. You did the research. It's the connecting force. Continue. Okay, yeah, yeah. When you sacrifice it, you gain two life. You draw two cards. Target opponent loses two life. It deals two damage to up to one creature, and you create a green 2-2 creature token. Bear. Bear? Bear. Bear. This is... Very akin to Last Stand from yeah. Apocalypse, where you get those types of benefits for each type of basic land you control. But in this case, you get to get a get a land from your library instead. So if you like Last Stand, maybe you like Path of the World Tree. <laughs> they probably don't. Let's be honest. They probably don't. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many new members of, uh, or, or sorry, new players that play Magic now. They're like, what's, what's Last Stand? I'm going to look that up. <laughs> hey, cool! Yeah, and look gonna, at that art. I'm gonna play that instead of Path of the World Tree because it's kind of better. <laughs> yeah, I love Wooberg. Wizards gives me hidden five color fucking <laughs> commanders in every single set, even if it's on the back of a card. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, any sagas you want to take a look at it besides you know besides Battle of Frost and Fire, the number one motherfucking preview card of both this show and the entire set. Yes. Yeah, it's a good card. We did a whole video on it. Yes. You should check that out. Yeah, Patrick Chapin and Mike Flores were touting it as playable and standard to kill non, uh, non-giant non things because what what's the adventure giant, the red one? Be, uh, Not Beanstalk Giant, but the... the, the I know this one. Thunderfoot? No, the one, that's, yeah, the one that stomps. I don't remember. Oh, God damn it. I have the picture in my oh, head. me too. And everybody knows, and I know what the card is called. Everybody I, scream it really loud at I, the, the I show I think I even right texted we'll it. it to you, uh, the name of it. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, Battle of Frost and Fire is good with that card, and that card's like r- running standard right now. Yeah, yeah, probably is. But yeah. And we're not looking at it up. Joe's going to have it on the screen and just be like dunking on us. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Art direction on these sagas? Very cool. Amazing. We've got one guy with a tattoo. We've got not work wood carvings. Who who I've been emailed or Twittered about and, and to saying, hey, if you have any questions about like the art, the... The Norse kind of not work carving wood stuff. Like, this is how it is. It's what it's done. Like, people have reached out to me and said, yeah, this is really cool. There's Battle of Bredegard. That's like a bass relief where they, like, etch it into metal or or they put, like, a chemical on metal and then etch into it with acid and they wipe the chemical off. So the, oh, the yeah, place that, that ha- cool. has chemical yeah. isn't etched, right? Like, 
these are so so fucking cool to look at and we're gonna get to at least one of them in a second we want to talk about immerstrom predator Sure, yeah, look, yeah. Emerson Predator is a 3-3 flying vampire dragon. Ooh, from, we haven't seen one of those since, like, Odyssey with for, vampire dragon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for Red Black 2, whenever it becomes tapped, whenever it becomes tapped, exile up to one target card from a graveyard and put a plus one, plus one counter on it, and you can sack another creature to give it indestructible until end of turn and tap it. Oh, so whenever you regenerate it, in air quotes, it gets bigger. Yeah. Like a vampire. Yes. Cool. So that's, I think that's neat. It's got cool graveyard removal. It's a it's a flying attacker that gets bigger every time you attack with it. It protects itself. And only at four mana, which I think is good. Yeah. If this was like five or six and they're like, oh, yeah, you can host graveyards with it. It's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be good. But I, th- I think it's cool. It's, it's, again, maybe in casual, but the art is really nice. It's a vampire, so you can put it in your vampire decks. It's dragons, so you can put it in your dragon decks. And it provides a useful function in either of those decks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. You know what? I'm I'm just scrolling through again and I'm like, fuck, I cannot wait to be sitting either filming a video with you, drinking beer with the CCO Nationalites, or just sitting on my living room floor with my three year old and I open up a foil forging the Tyrite sword. That is gonna look slick in foil. As is yeah. King Narfi's betrayal with that armor. Man, that's yeah. fucking cool. Some of those are pretty cool. I don't know if we're doing them a disservice by not talking about them. But one of them that I actually am secretly excited about, and I think I'm going to try and horn it into Omnath. Oh, I love horning it in. Is Waking the Trolls. Oh, man. That should have been the new name of our segment. Fucking Waking the Trolls. (laughs) Welcome to the Troll Wake, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Waking the Trolls is a saga enchantment for Grohl and Four. Part one, destroy target land. Part two, Put target land from a graveyard into play under your control. So you nuke somebody's Gaia's Cradle, and then you steal it. I like that. Shit, yeah. And then part three is choose target opponent. If they have fewer lands than you, and you all fucking will if I'm playing Omnath, I get a 4-4 green troll for each, for the difference. So if I have ten lands and you have three, I get seven 4-4s with trample. That's pretty good. That's fucking cool. That's pretty good. I like that. So not elemental gonna, trolls, though, hey? Yeah, they're not elementals, but I mean, Rampaging Baloths doesn't make beasts, and they get sacked to Gotham Bombardment just the same. Yep. And they swing in for four. It's pretty good. Yeah, like swinging in for four. Yeah, and I think it, I'm probably in the minority on this. In fact, I know I am, even in this room. I think that's my favorite saga art. It's like in the, it's the cosmos, right? Yeah. And it's, you, it's telling a story in the sky. There's so many things to just see in the picture, and I, I like stuff like that. Bad ass in foil, too. Guaranteed. Oh, shit, yeah. Guaranteed. Any of those sagas are going to look great. There's ones with purple, ones with gold, ones with, like, I that are th- non-traditional magic pieces, like the tattoo one, or like the like the knotwork ones, right? Or, or this, like, bas-relief one here, the three seasons, I think will look cool. Yeah, too. man, I'm telling you. Those are cool. Now, moving on to artifacts. We got to talk about Colossal Mother Ass Plow. Of course we do. Hey, you got to talk about Giant Ox. That's true. This is a 6-3, so you crew it with your ox for 6, because it's got crew 6. <laughs> it becomes a 6-3, and whenever it attacks, you add white, 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 and gain 3 life. Until end of turn, you don't lose mana as steps and phases end. Hey. That's neat. You get white mana. You, you get white like red gets red. 
You, you just keep yeah. it until Why the end of turn. Why isn't this card red? Yeah, fuck anybody who says that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody says that. Nobody's ever said that. I, I think, think that ever. everybody's just happy that white gets a card that adds mana. <laughs> right? I, of course, you have to crew it for six. And any most... Most single creatures they're going to be able to crew this are probably going to have better shit to do than fucking tap to crew yeah, the plow. Yeah, or, or you're going to need like six dudes. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to you're going to need six dudes. How many how many soldiers? How many white soldiers does it take to crew colossal plow? <laughs> fucking seven. One of them's a zero one. I'm going to tap this guy anyways. Yeah, I'll tap <laughs> him. He's, he's the care. supervisor. <laughs> like, he's the guy that's eating fucking chips. Hey, you're doing that wrong. <laughs> you know what's funny is like Red gets. Red gets like red one instant add red 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 <laughs> white gets two mana sorcery speed artifact that you then have to crew by having six fucking guys <laughs> and it doesn't have hasty this so you have to wait a whole turn oh man oh, that shit. is you know what that again we talked before the show I was looking at the original piece of art like Bob Ross style you were saying yeah it's it's I don't remember if it was stretched canvas or board or whatever it was on oil paints all the mountains in the background were done like with oil and palette knife and it's just like i was looking at the close-ups like photographs or scans or whatever just beautiful color again the sky is amazing i have skies like that every day like whenever whenever somebody posts the sky like oh i can't believe i get to live here sky sunset on twitter i just enter into the comments and just dunk on them like look at my fucking sky it's way better than yours and i get it every single day of the year Cloudy or not, I have an amazing sky. Neat. Right? I get wind, too, but, I mean, I get sky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am going to say it. Okay. I, I'm going to say... Here we go. I think this card should have been white. <gasps> oh. I, I, think, I think it should have been. You can hate on me if you want. Cosmos Elixir, Artifact hey. for four. At the beginning of your end step, draw a card. If your life total is greater than your starting life total, otherwise gain two life. I think it should have been white three. I do. And I'm. It's a good one. I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to stand by that. I think that this card should have been a white card and not an artifact. Fuck it. Make it white, white too. Sure. I think it's it's playable. I think it's neat. I just think it should have been white. That's my that's my hot take. I don't even know how hot how hot it is. I like the take. You had yeah. some takes I like. Sometimes I don't like your takes. Look at me go. And I just have to respectfully disagree or offer my input as well. But I like that take. Thank you. Yeah. I like Funeral Longboat. <laughs> it's a longboat. <laughs> it's a longboat. It's a 3-3 oh, three, three for vi- Vigilance with Crew 1. Straight into Calamax. Of course it oh, is. Oh, yeah, fuck. What about Maskwood Nexus? Do you oh, like that? Oh, fuck that. Raiders Carve. Another longboat. <laughs> Another longboat. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a 4-4 four, four for 3. Oh, <laughs> uh, Anyway, Ma- Maskwood Nexus? Maskwood Nexus is an artif- artifact for 4. Creatures you control are all changelings. This is true for creatures you control, creature cards you own, and creature cards that aren't on the battlefield, and you can tap three and it to get a 2-2 two, two blue shapeshifter with changeling. I don't know why the hell the creature's blue. I don't think it should have been blue. Uh, I don't know either. The, whatever. It's another yeah. token that they you know, Yeah, maybe. The, is there another card that makes that same token and they were avoiding printing a different piece of art? Maybe. Maybe. Those... Who, who cares? You know what? Maskwood Nexus makes all your creatures... Every fucking creature type. Everybody's like, oh, this is conspiracy, or this is artificial evolution, or this is whatever typesetting thing that you... Xenograph or whatever, right? Yeah. No, this makes all of your creatures, every creature type. It makes them all Mistform Ultimus. Yeah. This is a a powerful card. People don't know how powerful this card is. I like it. I'm, I'm a big fan of this. I think it's cool and casual, and I think it'll be cool in, like... 
semi up there. Decks too. Yeah, foils are going to look cool too. Yep, I think it's going to be an excellent card. Pyre of Heroes is cool. Lots of people have been talking about Pyre of Heroes. Not as cool as Raiders. Not carve. as cool as Raiders carve. I'm going to give you that one. Yeah, a four four for three cruise for three. So we're we're above rate there. After you know we cast a three drop and cast fucking this. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> when it attacks, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you can put it onto the battlefield tapped. Neat. Perfect in Calamax because I only play 30 land. <laughs> I need them. <laughs> I'm never going to hit off of it, but if I do, look out. Watch out. Watch the <laughs> ramp and go. Replicating ring. We talked about that ring earlier. Oh, yeah. Give us the lesson. That is that is the ring that Odin wore that made more wealth, and then he made the dragon to protect the wealth. In, mm-hmm. in the card form, it does essentially exactly that. It's your one mana of any color, three mana mana rock. So Whatever. it's Manolith for Dana Roach. That's right. Yeah. So Dana Roach loves this card. And then it has the beginning of your upkeep. You put a night counter on Replicating Ring. Then if it has eight or more night counters on it, remove them all and create eight copies of this. Whoa. A night counter? Like. Night like. N-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah, like night is in not day. Oh. It's dark outside. Is that it's our night. first night counter? I think so. Pro- I don't know. Who knows? There's crazy counters out there. I just I think it's neat. It's like a it's a rock with a funny upside. You know, I think that's cool. We can proliferate that and get a bunch yeah. of mana. I'm gonna throw one into Atraxa. Yeah, of course. Because I think it's gonna be really funny if I can get more if I can get eight more of them. Does it matter that it's snow? That's a snow artifact. So maybe if you're playing anything that cares about snow and you switch your lands to snow, maybe maybe that contributes to that very marginal upside yeah. we talked about. Maybe. Yeah. I wanna move on to the category why aren't these runes ruined crown and weathered rune stone <laughs> artifact equipment rune why can't we have that i know we have enchantment well, rune, aura rune, runes because runes are carved onto and I think that's fine i think they're only auras because like that's how magic cards are templated yeah yeah they're mystical they're yeah. not a thing that you pick up they're a piece of magic that you need to do yeah yeah i think that that's fine but this this could be artifact equipment rune and weathered runestone is the card i actually want to talk about it's a good card weathered runestone's two drop artifact not snow despite being snow in the art not rune despite being a fucking runestone <laughs> Non-land permanent cards in graveyards and libraries can't enter the battlefield. Wow, fuck, hey? Yeah. Okay. Players can't cast spells from graveyards or libraries. Does that turn off Cascade? No, it doesn't. Does not, because they- Because you exile, and then you cast from exile. There we go. (laughs) Important. Yes, very. Important. Does turn off Flashback. Yep. Yes. Does turn off- Oh, that bullshit Panglacial Worm or whatever, where you can play it as long as you're searching (laughs) your library. There we go. He's a snow creature, I think. I don't know if he is. Is he? He might be. Uh, well, Maybe I'm thinking of a well, different He's fucked one. now. Yeah, he's screwed anyway. <laughs> Cut him from all your decks, because this, because there's weathered runestone now. Yeah, very This is good graveyard so. hate. I like this card. This is a gooder. Yeah. yeah I think, that, and I, again, I'm can't, happy that Can't enter uncommon. the battlefield, right? Yeah. Just, just straight up. You can't reanimate. You can't Twilight's Call. Despite how hard I try, I still can't Twilight's Call through this. <laughs> Fuck everybody. <laughs> Let's move on to the lands. And we've got the, the completed pathways, right? Yep. That's great to see. They're, they're, these are good. You play these. Yes, I do. I do. I, I like the I pathways do. lots. I own exactly one and I play it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a playset of them in comic book art and I play them. Oh, very excellent. Hell yeah, they're yeah, cool as shit. Okay. And we've got snow duels. They ETB tap, but they're fetchable because they have two types. You can again look to our new 
top five and five segment coming out shortly this week or, or as soon as we get it back from Tyler. <clears throat> <laughs> and we do go in depth on these and we do touch on them again in our pre-con review or more specifically the distinct lack thereof. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways. Anyhow, what about these tap a bunch of mana them and sack them to do a thing. Oh, fuck lands. yeah. You know that I like them. I love lands that do shit. Yep. I love non-basics. I love stuff that comes into play tapped because I don't care. And I got a lands deck. So at least two of these are going in. I certainly like some of them more than others. Like that one that, there's one that draws you cards mm-hmm. that you can do at instant speed. I like that one. The, well, there's the sacrifice axe guard armory. Search your library for an aura or equipment card or and or equipment and put them into your hand. So this tutors two cards tutors on a land. Two cards on a fucking land. And that's at instant speed. Yeah. And granted, it comes to play tapped. And then you do have to tap it, sacrifice it, and pay white, red, red, one. Like, it, it comes at a pretty hefty cost. But yeah. if I don't care late game and or it wins me the game, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like, Brian Stardom might play this. And I go and search for grafted exoskeleton put it on brian fling my 2020 and just deal 20 infect to you even if you're at 100 life i don't give a shit yeah right like Solid this move. this could be a game winner could right? be what about uh nude vault nude vault nude vault oh that's the the s- new mute vault yeah it's it, it sucks compared to mute vault but it's a snow land comes into play it taps for colorless or snow 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 it becomes a four three creature with vig and all the creature types there's one of it those. It has all creature types? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Mutavolt, but snow. You have to tap more mana to get it to turn into a creature because And it's all creature types, frozen. yeah. Yeah. It's a cool card. Oh, yeah. But, I didn't know it was all creature types. This might be a Zata card. I've got to switch all the fucking snowlands. See, there there's one of the, the marginal benefits. Because this can God go damn into it. any deck. Do any you, color do deck. Do you know how going. many foil old frame basics I had to hunt down artist signatures to get that deck looking good? Do you know how many foil... No, I guess there aren't any foils snow-covered. Well, mountains. there is now. Well, not Old Border. No, not Old Border. God, I have to alter them. Okay, th- listen, this is an actual good example of what people are saying. Does the marginal benefit, in this case, like a like a 4-3 all-creature types land, but I have to switch to snow, does the marginal benefit justify me removing all the expression from my deck when I'm not playing strictly to pwn cedh noobs right like (laughs) if if i have old border foil signed at magic fests basics but this card makes my deck better where's the balance where's the do i cut my expressive cards for a better deck i think that you should never do that ever ever never no i think that if you have a deck that you like and it's built the way that you want it to be built, you shouldn't change it for a marginal benefit sometimes. Like, sure, on the one turn that you're going off, you can have Faceless Haven and it's going to get you an extra Zata trigger. That's Noodle Vault, right? Yep. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But what did you give up for that? You gave up the story that you just told. You gave up the oh, cool memory. I just got a shiver. You give up the story that you get to tell whenever you play the thing. You you give up that feeling where it's like, oh man, like I remember going and talking to this artist and it was so cool. And yeah. you know, then I went and had a beer with Joel and then I got fucking wrecked in this game by a bunch of guys because I couldn't draw any of these cool lands, right? You lose all of that for the opportunity to get an extra card off of Zada 
sometimes. Ooh, that's a good-ass take. Right? That's I, a good-ass take. I just I don't think that it's worth it in that situation. Well, I'm still going to pick up a foil one, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What else we got for cool lands here? Cool man? lands. Well, just those come-into-play ones that give you that give you stuff, right? Like, there's one that draws you cards. I'm cutting Sphinx's Rev for that. Sure. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, the one that, that mills you, and then you return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. That's a good one, too. I'm going to cut maybe like a regrowth effect that I would normally use on Child of Alara. <laughs> sure. Mind you, like with the with the commander rules change, the die trigger change, I can graveyard it and then commands on it. Yeah. This card would let me leave it in the graveyard and avoid command tax and put a land into my graveyard that I can just replay with like a, with um, Crucible anyways. Sure. So that would require some testing, but at least one of these lands is replacing a card. So I'm going up to 66 lands. Dang. Dang, it's getting close, <laughs> hey? It is. Getting close. Do we like try Tyrite Sanctum? I think that's the adds a colorless or two tap. Target legendary creature becomes a god and it gets a plus one plus one counter. Tap four it, sack it, put an indestructible counter on target god. Do we that feels like a lot of work. Yeah, I wish it was a divinity counter, just because divinity counter, it holds some relevance in like those Kamigawa things care about that. There's a plane and plane chase that cares about that. Sure. Uh, this card is fine. I, I think Tyrite might be what they uh, eventually end up mining to kill Phyrexians. That could be a thing. The sword that everybody wants, the Tyrite sword, right? Right. Could be like the the sword that, you know, Elish Norn or whoever wants. That's why Vornklex went there, so he could get it. Then he gets fucking offed by Kaya or whatever. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. But I'm not paying attention to no damn story. <laughs> Okay, last card before we hit up some more of the, the artsy, fartsy basics and, and kind of the, the the stuff that makes it feel special to us. What's your last card? The World Tree. The World Ass Tree. Enters the battlefield tapped. Oh, tapped unplayable. Taps for a green. Ooh, so wait, what, brings it back. Very playable. As long as you control six or more lands, lands you control have tapped to add mana of any color. Cryptolith land. Neat. And it has white, white, blue, blue, black, black, red, red, green, green, tap, sack it. Oh, search your library for any number of god cards and put them into play. Ooh, better or worse than door to nothingness? <laughs> <laughs> better or worse than old progi tits? Progenitus. I don't. I, I don't know. This is the this is the god tribal finisher, and it's not legendary. What the what the hell? Well, we can both be at the world tree at the same time. We can both be at the world tree at the same time anyway, thanks to the new legendary rule. Oh, yeah. Like, why Why isn't this legend? It's the world tree, not a world tree. <laughs> well, they want to make sure that if I, if I copy myself, then I can be at the world tree twice. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. It just, it doesn't. It's the, it's the unifying factor of... All the worlds. There's nine worlds of the the thing, and each one of them is in the boughs of the world tree. It's the fuck. Why? Why can you have more than one in play at once? I wish that this had said you can play nine of them, and if you control all nine of them, you win. Oh no, that would just be like Maze's End. Fuck. I can't design cards. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess if if you if you do as much Maze's Ending as you need to to win with Maze's End. And then you just find your gods with the world tree instead. You're probably still going to win. Do you, though? Ooh, gods are pretty good. All the gods individually are good, but if you have them all in play at the same time... You're going to have devotion, probably. So you just swing and win. So it's Crater Hoof Behemoth. It's every other big... Like, god tribal. Yes. 
is it good? Because individually, the gods are awesome. But like, are they? What plan- you're what you're asking is, are they greater than a sum of their parts? Yeah. Like, like my car is made out of metal, and metal to me is worth not very much. But when I assemble them in the shape of a, an automobile, my car is worth more to me than just the sum of its parts. Yeah. All these gods are terrific, but when you just have a bunch of them, are they? You know, are they? I'm gonna preface my answer with. Remember, fucking cool factor. Okay. God factor, right? Like, sure. Like, you just drop all 20 of them. Or oh, wh- hell whatever. yeah. Whatever. That's cool, cool right? shit. Shit, yeah. Story factor, right? Also neat. Okay, yeah. Do you win? Not right off the bat, because to my knowledge, I don't think that there's a god that gives all creatures haste, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. But with Karametra, God of the Harvest, she sees all your other god creatures enter the battlefield at the same time. So you do get a bunch of forests and planeses out of your deck. <laughs> I, I don't remember if they come into play tapped with Karametra, but you could... Well, if they all come into peripherals, they'll see them all too, and they'll just kill everybody. Oh, well, fuck, that's how you do it. Yeah, like... But <laughs> I was going to say, you could, land, you could landfall something with any landfall card that you want and Karametra... Perforos will do it. Like if you go and find, there's got to be, there's got to be fifteen gods. That's oh, easy. Thirty off of Perforos. There's fifteen it, gods in like OG gods. Is is there? Is there? There's got to be more than twenty, right? Oh, Because we, we got a bunch here. We got a bunch from Amonkhet. We got a bunch in Theros both times. You just find all of them, and this is a win con with Perforos. Yeah, right? you just do it. Boom, Perforos, you win the game. But like, let's say you don't world tree them. Is it a you know what I mean? Is, is, the, deck is, the, good? is the deck good without World Tree? Could um, you play it? Like, okay, I play Perforos. It's an enchantment. Uh, I play fucking the Thrasia, god of the sea that blinks creatures. It's not a creature, so Perforos doesn't trigger it. I don't have any other creatures except for this mana dork. So I, you know what? I I know? know that God Tribal is one hundred percent certainly a deck that people play. Definitely. But is it a good deck or is it one of those, like, not memes, but it's like... Uh, I think it's a fine deck. You think? I think so. Okay. And this I think so. If, if you jam 20 good creatures or good enchantments into a deck, sure, that's a deck. True. Right? And this deck, or th- the World Tree, makes that deck better. It's an insta-win in that deck. Yeah. It's an insta-win in the gun. Right, and when you compare it to things like Insurrection, like Crater Hoof, like Door to Nothingness even, activated ability for Wooborg 2X, right? Yeah. It's going to do that type of thing at that mana cost, and it and it's it's like a finisher to close out the game. What, how fucking miserable would it be to play against that god deck, and they get all of the devotion gods, but only one colored pip of each thing that they need devotion to, and they can't fucking win the game. Right? Yeah. That could be the reason that deck is not as good as it could be. World Tree now gives that deck a way to close the game. And you know what we say? Sometimes games just gotta yeah, end. Sometimes just gotta win games. And if if Perforosing with twenty gods in the World Tree after they sack their fucking thing and comes to play tapped, turn eighty seven, they spend fifty mana on the World Tree. <laughs> I'm down. They deserve it. I'm yeah. down, yeah. All right, let's move into some some Art and flavor. Should we start with the basics, I guess? The basics are amazing. They're very good. We talked about how they kind of look a little washed out in foil, but that doesn't take away from the fact that they're very cool. They got boats. They got animals. You can see the world tree in the background of a whole bunch of them. Uh, One of the snow-covered forests with the owl, I believe, is F.U. Stevens' new favorite basic land. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It just looks like my parents' old yard. 
Yeah. And their new yard. They moved it, up to the lake. <laughs> it actually kind of looks like the, the snowy owl enclosure at our zoo. It's even got the owl. Look at that. It's, it's just neat. They're they're very cool. I'm not even sure where you get the non-snow well, basics. I, I asked the CCO Nationalites on the Discord, our first response to where do you get call time basics from? The first response was hell. The second <laughs> response was the bundle. Let me backtrack you. The snowlands, beautiful. They're great. A lot of them look like here, especially when it's fucking windy. Yep. The regular non-snow basics, the island people are touting as one of the most beautiful islands of all time. And it's if very nice. If you've ever seen the Aurora Borealis in northern Canada or, or Scandinavian countries, I'm sure, get that kind of northern lights, we call them, as well. They are amazing. And when you get them bright enough, they will silhouette trees like that island does. Yeah, that, that's that's real life. That's like a picture of up north. It's six hours north from where we're sitting right now. Yeah. You can, you'll see that at night on a clear night. And traditionally, they are green like in that art. But I've also seen them be purple and orange and pink when, you know, there's a particularly large blast of fucking solar radiation hitting the earth. <laughs> right? So love it. It's going to... I, if you get them in the bundle and they come sealed in those packs of 40, 50 lands or whatever, I'm not sure if that one is going to be available in foil, but the moment it does, it's going to be the basic from call time that instantly goes up to $20, $25 foil, like the little lightning and tree planes from from Odyssey, right? Mirage? Oh, no, it's Odyssey. Odyssey, okay. Uh, Mirage got the zebra lands. Right. Right? It's going to be the... Phyrexian language swamp from Jumpstart, that's $25. It's going to be that one when it hits foil, right? Yeah. The swamp looks like here. The plains looks like here. The mountains look like fucking Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, great, great art in, in the set. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, we got the showcase art, the Norse wood carved frame thingy combination comic and other type of art sitting in, the, in here. Very popular so far. What do you think, Ron? I think that, and this isn't a knock against them, but I feel very strongly that the art used in these showcases looks very much like the comic book style art used in the Ikoria showcase cards for the most part. Some of these, like the, the Varagoth Blood Sire, right? Done by Ian Miller, one of my favorite magic artists. Right. Does not look like that. But the Cosima God of the Voyage one where where they're holding that, what is that, a, a sword a, or something? It's a dolphin. A dolphin? No, but but behind the dolphin. Anyways, the, the, the Cosima God of the Voyage one, it'll be up on the YouTube screen, looks like a comic book art from, yeah. from Ikoria. Yeah. And I love those, and so did you. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of those. And these ones feel like that, and I also love them for that reason. Have you seen any foils of the showcase frame? Not in real. I've seen them on like cam as people have opened them. Yep. But I haven't seen any in physical real life yet. So I can't really say whether they look awesome or not. Do the three color like not work borders, do those glisten with foiliness? On cam they do. They seem to. Oh, okay. Well, if they seem to on cam, then that's probably more true in real life, yeah, right? Yeah, they, they seem pretty nice. I, I loved the Ikoria ones. Yep. And the art is similar enough, but I just, maybe it's the border. I just, I like them and I see why people are so hard for them, but they're kind of, they're not for me. The, is, like, I won't be trying to collect a, a set of the showcases from this one as I did in Zendikar and Ikoria. Okay. I get you. The, 
the border I think is is love it or hate it and I'm even split like internally myself because I do love the detail on the border but it is busy mm-hmm. and the three different colors of not work and border and frame on the cards is nice it adds an extra pop right but it makes them busy so I move to the black and the black is like oh it's black and it's gray and there's not a whole ton of color to it at all yeah. which is you would think based on what I said about the the other colors that the black would be a welcome kind of subdued version yeah, but, but it, I don't like it as much it goes in the opposite direction but now it kind of looks muddy yeah it, it goes too muddy. far in the opposite direction right yeah. so it's like I love them but there's things about them that I don't love, which I think is appropriate because we can love something, but not like every single part of it, right? For sure. Yeah, and I think that's important and, and reminds us that, you know, not everything needs to be perfect for it to still be very, very good. Is I figure as long as you can hit a, hit a note where people don't absolutely hate it en masse, you've done it. Yeah. Right? And I, I mean... We can be pretty hard on stuff, at least I can here, and this might not be for me, but I can definitely see why people love it so much. And oh, yeah. That's you, the thing. You could not love it, but if you get a regular one and a foil showcase one, or or, or like a regular foil and a showcase foil, most likely you're going to play the showcase foil, right? Probably. I'm I'm kind of flip-flopping through between, because I'm trying to build Toralf. Yep. And I don't, I, I kind of don't like either of them. You don't like the regular one or the showcase one? No. That showcase one with that skeleton getting electrocuted? That's going to be pretty fucking badass. It certainly does look like an actual metal like a metal album cover on the other side with the fucking hammer. Yeah, from like the, the late 80s, early 90s, I think right? that that Ralph's hammer actually is the Kill 'Em All album cover from Metallica, like their first studio <laughs> album. It's obviously not, but that's a fucking altar that you could do and people would like it. Yeah, there it is. I think they're great. I love the high contrast. It has super high contrast stuff, like lots of blacks mixed with whites. And all of the colors in between are vibrant. They're like solid reds, solid greens, solid blues. And I appreciate that. It It's, while it's comic booky and metal art covery, it's also really pop arty. And you can Ooh. do just a quick search, pop art on Pinterest or Google or whatever, and shit will come up like skull pop art, right? And I've done altars like that, and I really appreciate it. I think it looks really cool. And the last card we'll mention, the last one. What do you what do you think? The the card that everybody wants, the most sought after card in the whole set. Especially if your name's Dana Roach. Yeah, everybody's so hard for it. Svella the Ice Shaper Showcase Art. Svella the Ice Shaper Showcase Edition looks like a poorly drawn nineteen. 19- 39 Disney cartoon that somebody like redid, but, <laughs> but they redid, were drunk. They did like a purposely bad caricature of a bad Disney drawing in super high detail. I just <laughs> fucking love it. I, I desperately want one of those. Oh man. I desperately cool. want one of those. So I, I'm super looking forward to grabbing one of that. Oh, and there's a Vornklex with Phyrexian lettering on it too. Oh yeah. Get those foil Phyrexian yeah. Vornies for Fucking hundred dollars. The just the unfoiled ones, I think, are a hundred bucks. I don't know. I don't even want to think about what the. No are way. Be. Yeah, that's pre-order pricing, but shit, titty ass. Yeah, well, man. you know what? You can get all those showcases and everything from FusionGamingOnline.com. They're your source for all your Cal time needs, your showcase border needs, your sealed product needs. If you're in Canada, sure. And don't forget CCO Fusion Five promo code. 
5% off your order. Get them while they're hot, right? We don't know if there's going to be any product availability orders with booster boxes or collector packs. We we would hopefully we're 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 treated with foils that don't curl in the collector packs and that are not so faded you can't see them. Yeah, and thus far I don't think you've had any issues. Nope, no problem so far with my foils. They all look pretty good. But we will review again if oh, we need to. You better right? believe and we will. You know what? Even if we don't need to, we'll, we'll do a, a yes or no. Is the quality better video? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put our stamp on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Put that in the in okay. the queue. The point is, you can get them at Fusion now. Go there. Let them know that uh, that your boys. Sent them by using the promo code. It helps the show out a ton. So there it is. There's our best of the rest review for call time. Lots of good stuff coming out. Lots of things that I think Ryan and I are both excited to be opening. What about you guys? I assume you have cards that you super want. Put them down in the comments below. Add us, CCO Podcast, CCO Brando on Twitter. Send us an email, commandercookout at gmail.com. Let us know what the things that you are super excited about in call time are. Thanks again to FusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all your gaming needs and our official business daddies helping us keep the lights on for all of you who listen to the show with your ear holes and your eye holes and any other hole through which you intake your podcast and Magic the Gathering content. Especially other holes. Yes. Thank you very much for being here. And we'll be back next week with another super exciting deck on another super exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!